Yeah, man, another one. Welcome to the 49 Dead Podcast. What's going on, Jay? Yo, 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 what's going on, Five Star? How you doing? Pure spring vibes, my friend. Loving the life. It's sunny outside. Ready. It's going to be playoff season. Interesting episode coming through, man. What's going on with you? I like the word playoffs. You know, there's a lot of that going on right now, and uh, we'll get into uh, what we have on the show later on, but it segues into some playoff talk, too, in different ways. But, it's time um, to focus, but before we get into that, man, how was the weekend? It was the little man's birthday, man. How was that? Yo, it was, uh, it was everything I could ask for, you know what I mean, based on circumstances and the limitations of uh, of having, you know, certain amount of people in the household and everything. It was dope. The most important thing is that by the end of the day, he was happy. He's got a new motorcycle. He's been riding that thing around everywhere nonstop, and uh, it was a blast. Uh, double law. All right, man. Bless up to little man. On that note, I'd like to shout shout out to the stock market, man. My stocks went up today, man. Boy, feeling good. Not only that the weather is nice, you know, I made a portfolio's climbing up. So everybody out there, man, stay investing. That's what we're about, progressing. You feel me? Yeah, yo, I second that. I, you know, we'll maybe uh, on the low talk about our stocks and which ones we invested in. But, uh, yo, mine are doing nice, too. And yes. I think the funny thing about stocks right now is right. as long as Elon Musk doesn't open his mouth, I think we're all in good shape because those <laughs> things are going up and down every time this guy speaks. Yo, I'm seeing the timeline for cryptos going crazy right now. You know what? I'm happy that's not my cup of tea. But on that note, yo, keep investing and progressing. It's very important. On a different note, since we're having a Toronto-Montreal conversation, I know y'all been seeing the post. Let's start the shout-outs with our boy Drizzy. Drake, artist of the decade, man. I know you want to talk about that. Yo, it's uh, it's a no-brainer, you know what I mean? There's obviously other goats of the generation, too. But you talk about the numbers. You know, Jay-Z said it best once, right? When women lie, men lie, but numbers don't. And those numbers haven't lied for the last 10 years minimum. This guy's been killing it. You know, you want a feature from Drake if you're trying to pop off. Doesn't matter who he works with, it's going to be a hit. This guy just nonstop, consecutive, consecutive albums. Yo, I could keep going on, but, you know, maybe I might sound biased being local, but, you know, I mean, the guy got his flowers. Decade is. Uh, is a, I think is a, is so. A- when we're going to talk about the streaming era, we're going to talk <laughs> about the boy, Drake, definitely, man. Big shout out to him. And it's still Canada at the end of the day. No matter what, it's still good to see somebody from a home team taking it home. For sure. Yeah, man, for sure. Canada finally getting their dues. So, yo, you've been watching the playoffs? Both NHL and NBA, my guy. What do you think? What you been watching it? Uh, yo, NBA. I've been watching the Habs. The Maple Leaf will have time to get that later, but I've been driving wifey crazy with the amount of sport I've been having on TV. But it's definitely a good boy, good time to be a boy right now, man. Lots of basketball for sure. Yeah, she's she's not liking it either because once one game ends, she thinks it's time to chill. Then another game goes on and I'm back in the zone watching. So uh, that'll be the next couple months. But it is what it is. It's our time to shine. All right, man. Without further ado, I think it's time to get into our show. First and foremost, yo, I'd like to give a shout out for both our guests for coming through on this short notice. Both of these young mans to be commanded. They're the voice of hip-hop right now in Montreal, man. Two big platforms. First of all, my man Slay. We've been knowing together since back in the days on the scene. He was with a crew called Corporation Click. If y'all not familiar, that was known as the Wu-Tang in Montreal. They were like 9, 10, 11 deep, always on stage. 
That's the only crew I know till this day that had two female MCs in the crew. So already that, they would show you that they were taking their head and That's progressive. Right. Now he's known for his work on the Dope on the Table podcast. He's a celebrated past his 100th episode. Yo, my boy, Mr. Slay. And the second guest, last but not least, my boy Cyrano de Montréal. He's got the biggest platform on YouTube for a hip-hop show in Quebec. It's called Rap Politique. Over a million views. You know what I mean? He's been doing his thing, thing, been watching us as OGs, and definitely doing his thing as the voice of hip-hop for hip-hop Quebec. So without further ado, Cyrano, Slay, welcome to 40 Not Dead, man. How y'all doing? Thank you for the invite. Thanks for the invite. Yo, thank well, y'all. What up, guys? What up? Nah, what up? Man, thank y'all. Yo, thank y'all for coming that, through, man. man. Great intro. I think it's only right if we start with the cheers. What's everybody? Uh, history. I like that. What's everybody sipping on? I think we start <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, cheers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hope he's doing his yeah, work. Before yeah, man. we do salute, that, man, we got to have the usual salute. Salute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers. Salute. 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 That's what's up, man. Much love. Appreciate it. Long life to all podcasts. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, yes. Jay, you want to yes. break the ice? Yo, so um, obviously I've been getting a lot of uh, insight from H on uh, on your guys' story, um, what you guys have been doing. I've been checking it out. You guys have been doing some big things. And um, obviously the one you know common denominator that we all have a love for is hip-hop. And uh, that's something that you know goes from city to city. And obviously, we're talking Montreal, Toronto. Right. So the first thing that I want to ask you guys is being, you know, um, people that have now segued into the whole podcast game. Like, how did it all start? You know, where, where did the, where did your guys' concept start? And, and, you know, where do you kind of see it going from here? All right. Um, well, Dope on the Table actually was my brother's idea. Jay, shout out to Jay, shout out to Alex. Um, that was his idea from the start. He was the the, the man who who wanted to bring something new to the table as far as, you know, content and, and give a voice to, to people who, you know, for our, our, our community, you know, we didn't have a voice as far as the media was concerned. And, you know, he, he hooked up Alex, he knew Alex from the gym and then he wanted to add me because, you know, I was just there. So I just, I just came in basically on, on, on the slick tip. I wasn't really like a plan or nothing like that. It just, just happened like that. And you know we're over a hundred episodes in, and you know we're still we're still working. Right you know so, well, I used to be a rapper. I used to see Five Star do his thing. You know what I mean? The Wildlanders. Yeah, I used to look up to these guys. These guys had the the major swag in the West. You know what I mean? They were the like the swagologists. Like you know what I mean? Anytime you see them walk, you'd be like, okay, this is what they're wearing. Okay, 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 okay. I gotta step up my wardrobe. Like these guys were always swaggy. And I think, you know, that's why I got, I got to take my hat off to Five Star because he, whether he knows it or not, he did he did inspire me a lot, especially, you know, you know, like if you're going to step up in a place and, you know, these guys are going to be there, you got to have your, your, you know, your swag up to bar, clean, clean kicks. You know what I mean? You can't show off. You can't show off with raggedy clothes because these guys will look at you like, yo, especially West Island, like they're different. They're a little snobby. You know, it's like that's what I always said. The, the black snobs were from the West, bro. They'll, they'll look at you like funny if your Tim's are raggedy and you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was rapping at first. Uh, I was rapping in English and I flipped it to French because, you know, people started doing it like Frenchy Blanco and, you know, people from my hood that, you know, I, 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 I'll name drop here and there. 
And then I think that just inspired me. And, you know, and I used to go to shows and I used to see Slay was doing his thing, too. And he was talking about his crew, like C-Click. I used to see these guys on shows all the time. I used to go to their shows. I used to be part of the entourage of FP crew. You know, I used to just... And... Uh, I remember. I yeah. Remember. And then from there, you know, I started having my little music career popping off. Uh, you guys could check my videos on YouTube. Practice your French a little. And then, you know, with time, I had to reinvent myself. I just had to reinvent myself. And, uh, you know, I just had a vision. Uh, I was on a trip. Uh, I was in Cuba. And then I went solo. I went solo on a trip to Cuba. And just to think about what could I do next? What's next? You know, I mean, I had a envision on the beach. And then I told myself, you know what? I should I should do a podcast. I should check KK. That's my co-host. I should holler at this dude and, you know, make it happen. Let me get, get everyone together and pitch my idea to everybody. And I pitched my idea. This was two years ago. And I had a vision, and they believed in my vision. And now we're at 100th episode right now as we speak, actually. It's the 100th episode. Uh, you know, it's the biggest urban uh, podcast in the province of Quebec. And yeah, I even have people from Ontario hollering at me. I got people in Toronto. Well, you know, you got a lot of people here that moved out there as well. So because of through them, you know, they keep they keep us alive out there as well. You know, people are watching us all over the country right now, trying to practice their French now, at the same time. You know, knowing y'all and come knowing that we came from this area, um, I'm definitely proud to see y'all doing y'all thing and at the level that you're in and platform right now. Listen, we know it's the next wave. So where do you see the future of podcasting, Slay? Do you want to start? Um, I think the future of podcasting is, um, you know, it's it's tough to see because I didn't know that it was going <laughs> to, like everybody and their mama now got a, a podcast, right? So, so everybody, everybody, everybody has a story and it's, I think who's going to have the, the better story or the better entertainment is going to be the one who's going to take it a notch, take it to another notch. Because the thing is that a lot of people... Um, what we see is the only the big names. We see Khaled, we see Joe, we see, you know, whoever you want to name as having a podcast, but that don't mean necessarily that they're interesting, right? It's just that people just going to go with the bigger name. But as far as for regular folks like us right now, I think it's about who's going to have the, the most um, entertaining concept. Uh, the content's got to be dope. Um, you know, you got to be able to, to hold a conversation. Yeah. That's not easy to do. It also depends on who you're speaking to as well. And having good guests and doing the the right you know the right promo, it might be simplistic, but I think that's that's where we're going. Well, what opened my eyes, real talk, was when Joe Rogan hit that deal with Spotify. I was like, God milli. damn! Was it like a hundred million or? It was like a hundred million, like million a year. Million a year. A and year. I'm like, yo, a quarter of a that, year. I'm good. Luck. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm not hitting the same clientele, especially that it's French. It's a d different demographic. Well, we're bilingual, but mostly French. It's like 75% French, you know? So, you know, so yeah. it's a different demographic. It's true. Um, but I mean, yo, that's what I'm saying. A quarter of that, and I'm good. I think everybody, yo, no one's going to complain. You get a quarter of 100 mil a year. I'm, I'm good with that. You know, so what he... Jay heard 100 mil, he wanted to say something. What was that, Jay? <laughs> with that 100 yeah, mil? no, it's just... Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's dope that um, podcasting, much like anything else, is it's it's a platform where even though, like you said, everybody, everybody and their mama's doing it. But it also yeah. gives people the opportunity to say, you know what, if they do have a content that's dope, 
if they do have the ability to converse and hold a conversation with people, then go for it. You know what I mean? Like if, if you can get to a point where you're making that type of money, then this shit ain't just a hobby anymore. You know what I mean? This is like a real, like a real type. Yeah, of exactly. And, and, and a lot. I mean, that's the goal. And when I oh, no, started, sure. you know, sure. and I wasn't sure. sure you see yeah. me joking and smoking and drinking and, you know, and it is a different environment. We're not in Miami or in New York, you know what I mean? And I was still doing it like that. And, you know, without expecting anyone to holler at me for sponsorship deals, you know, they see and people are really like, that's when I realized, you know, the baby boomers are slowly fading away. And the new guys, you know, the new generation that walk like us, talk like us, listen to the same music that we do. But, you know, they went to school, they studied in different fields, but they still from the same area that we're from. You know what I mean? And they're down to invest. Like, okay, when you're hitting a certain demographic, like I'd like to have an ad on your platform. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for real. And I'm like, oh, shit. And me, I was like, at one point, I wasn't sure, like, should I? Because I got inspired by Drinking Champs, for sure, with the blazing and drinking, for sure. So at first, we'd always, we, you know, we'd always go to the liquor store every week, you know. <laughs> you know, it was an investment every time. And plus, SQDC, I don't know how you call it in Ontario, but the weed shop, LCBO. Yeah. You know, I'd have to go there all the time. I was investing, investing, and literally, you all know, and then boom, I get a sponsorship deal. An alcohol company hollers at me. You know, I get some trees now, you know, I can't can't really get sponsored by trees. That's a different story. But, you know, you could still get, you know. Times are changing. No, you never know. know. You never know. It's delicate. I'm not going to say it's delicate, but I'm, I'm good with free trees. As long as it's that good endo, I'm good. So, you know. But one thing that Slay said, it levels the playing <laughs> fields, especially for people within our demographic. Look, look at the screen right now. You got four different cultures. You got African Tunisian, which is me. You got my boy Nicaragua. You got Haiti in the house. So it allows everybody to bring their eyes to your reality that they didn't have a chance to get if we wouldn't do be doing our thing. So level the playing fields. That's that's actually a great point that you bring up, Slay, for sure. Yeah. 100%. And again, the thing is, is that podcasting, even for us, when we started like two and a half years ago, mm. I mean, we didn't know that we'd be 100 episodes in, right? Because it's time, it's a lot of work, you know, you gotta, you gotta find the right, the right topics, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're not really down to do it, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a grind, but it's also very fun because it right. pushes you sometimes outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, you got to talk about certain things that maybe weren't on your radar, you know, like, me, I'm a 42-year-old. There's a lot of things, like, I don't check for the shade room, but there's a lot of things that are part of the culture that, yeah, okay, I can check it out. You know what I'm saying? But even though it doesn't interest me, I can still try to have a conversation and bring my perspective in from being, you know, like a 42-year-old on the platform. Definitely. You know what I mean? Mentioning 42, let's circle back a little. I'm going to ask y'all one by one that question. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember y'all first hip-hop first hip -hop show? show? Each of y'all? Uh, yeah, ever yeah, that you went I to? I do, I do. That we I I performed or I went to see. Went to see first. Uh, my first hip hop show I believe was um, I think it was Naughty by Nature at the Forum. Oh, that's that was a like one. ninety. Yeah, yeah, that that was a long time ago, ninety two, ninety three, something like that. Okay, and I think yeah, that, I think that was the first hip hop show that I I, I saw actually. Yeah. I went to a lot, so 
I might I might forget and remember. I know the most memorable oh, yeah. one I was to that me one. was yeah, Hard Knock Life. That was crazy. I was there. That was the classic. I was there. Yeah. I was there. That, that, that one was that one was the classic. Yeah. That one is to me probably the best hip hop show I've seen. You know, along with the um, Jay Z. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The the Jay Z Watch the Throne. Jay Z. Kanye. That and was the, definitely uh, a Yeah, that one. one. And um, Kanye by himself, the Glow in the Dark tour. And uh, there was um, the, Cypress uh, Hill. I was there. Yeah, CG's I saw that one. Yeah, Tribe and Cypress yeah. Hill was also very dope. At Bell Center, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one was that crazy. Yeah, yeah, straight up. I went. What, I went up to that show for Dolo, and that show was dope. That show was my first that show. show. What about you, Cyrano? Do you remember your first one? I think it was '93. My sister brought me. I was underage. I have a, uh, shout out to my older sister. She's the one that put me in hip hop. It was the Nas show. Show right. Illmatic, Nas. I remember going to that show. I got not, I, I met him and everything. Was at the payphone calling like the, uh, like one of those radio stations just to shout out. Is yeah, that the one where he, he showed up late? Game, like he was Knicks watching game. the New York yeah, yeah. game Mad and he late. showed up late. I was like, this is what yeah, shows are about. I was there forever. I'm like, this is really what shows are about. Yeah. Like, what is? Like, I was young, you know. I was like, <laughs> anyways. But that was my first show. I remember that one. And then afterwards, my sister took me to a few shows. I seen the. With Lost Boys, and I met them as well. That yeah, was PMD, Eric and Parrish making PMD, dollars. Yeah. yeah, that was my one of my favorite duos back in the day. And you know, I've been yeah, and then I've yeah, seen man. so many after that. But those were the first ones that I could remember. Yeah. What about you, Jim? Um, I wasn't going to shows in '93. I don't think I was old enough. But um, I would say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say that uh, probably Jay sometime around when the Blueprint came out. Um, I would say that would be one of the shows that I got snuck. Yeah. Mm. yeah oh, so okay. I got, oh, with J. Cole? Sorry? With J. Cole? No, yeah, no. This, Cole is, uh, this is, yeah, right. Asia. Yeah. It's like 2001 times. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. First, yeah, first, yeah, right, first Blueprint. Print. The first but, one. Uh, okay. My favorite show, you said it. Um, Slay was probably the Watch the Throne. I was actually at that Montreal show, like live front row, um, and that was oh, that word. show was just yeah. That was the that was the that show was where crazy. like I always rated Kanye. You know, I always thought that he was dope. I always thought he was uh, like a musical genius. But that was the first time that because they were going back and forth, and you're just expecting like you know all Jay's songs, right? You're like okay, Jay's gonna drop banger after banger, yeah. and then you're looking at Kanye like yo, this guy's holding his own. This guy's going like battle like track yeah. for track. Yeah, you know, that was yeah, that was course. when I first really yeah. gave uh, Ye his flowers to say like this guy's you know this guy's got a catalog still so uh, that was a dope show. H. But you know the duo album you? that I really loved what about you, H? as well was Jay with R. Kelly, bro. I really liked that album. I thought that album was was dope. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that album was dope. The first, well, they only That's did the one. They did how many? The first, they the only did one. There was only one. You know what? There's only one. You know, I have a I have a fun story. When they actually broke up in New mm -hmm. York, when they had that argument, I was at the second show. So I missed the first show, which was on a Friday, where they actually had the situation. I saw the night after when Jay-Z brought all of his friends, like he brought Mary J, everybody, like Mason Diddy, oh, we yeah. reunited for the first time, bust up with Mary J, Meth, yeah. So I was literally there the night where they had this situation with Tata Pepper Spray Kells. Like that, that's crazy. That's yeah, that album was world. sick to me. But 
Yeah, man. I was. It went under the radar, especially whatever yeah. happened with Kells. But hey, that's that's somebody that I don't have in my discography anymore. Like yeah, anybody well, on Kelly, know, I can't listen to. That's him. a touchy yeah. subject, you know what I mean? He still he still was a great songwriter. He had some great hits, you know what I mean? He was genius. a genius in the studio, but he had inner demons. Like you know, what can I say about that? But yeah, it is what it is. So since it's mm. playoff mode. Let's get into the whole Montreal. I'm Toronto happy you say that. Drake just. I, 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 I know you, you've been waiting to get on that. I'm talking. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. Because we're no, talking no. rap right now. We're talking the sport rap. of hip hop. And right now, right now, Montreal artists are at the same level as Toronto artists in question of views. Besides, yes, Drake, okay. you know, okay. uh, Tory Lanez, mm -hmm. okay, yes, I get it. But the rest, the weekend, they're getting. We're getting a million, million views out here. They're getting their million views out here. Serato, okay. I know your podcast extraordinaire. Let me circle back. It's going to be an interview because we literally got four yeah. people that love to talk, love ask questions. So we go. I'm going to circle back. We all know we've been from the same era. We've seen the progression, whether it's Maestro, Chocolate, Cardinal, Socrates. And now you got the boy, obviously, Drake, that broke all barriers. Montreal wasn't able to do that. We always had the level. We always had the talent. But as far as on a global level, as far as hip hop itself, unfortunately, people don't look at Montreal. Even if you look at France versus rap French, and if you look at New York, Toronto, when it comes to the English side of it, I know in our era, it was always a struggle and always a debate. And we had the Tory Lanes, as you mentioned, and the Drakes and everybody that broke through on a mainstream level. If I mm -hmm. would ask both of y'all and answer however y'all want, why did Montreal never get that on a level? I have my opinion. We'll be able to get into that debate. But what do y'all think? Um, well, obviously, the language is the issue. Um, Quebec, Quebec is its own world. So being in its own world, they don't try to please to the international market like that the because you know quebec always you know they always say like uh they're there's they're a little bit more you know like um on the low scale they're, they're not trying to make that much noise they want to keep it very cool very cordial and keep it to themselves and that's to me a detriment because there's a lot of opportunities uh open to that but they're also because of their culture they don't want to they don't want to overexpose so people can come in and diminish their culture right because their french language is very important they want to keep that very very in the tuck and keep it close to the chest so they ain't trying to get assimilated like that they already know they're the minority already in north america so that's probably the reason why we don't have let's say a drake or a tory or a weekend because there's talent it's just that the media ain't trying to push it like that they'd rather push their own their own their own instead of <laughs> instead of pushing you know somebody who's got super fucking talent you know that's the problem all right so what do you think well we I have loud who's a millionaire off rap camaro millionaire off rap you know and but he yeah, don't live here but though. we you know but he doesn't live here though. if you want to go there yes we got the celine dion's we can still rap for she got you know and you know who very well who her okay. right man is exactly yeah. so and from 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 the west side okay. right so like 
we're still we're still there. I think it's the opportunity that lacks. Okay, and I think we need to use our strength because UK is bumping in UK. UK rap is bumping out there right now. French rap is bumping in France. Yeah. Okay. Here, what we need, okay. it, what our, our gold, our strength is the bilingualism. French English combined. This is our strength. It's starting to happen right now. These French rappers from here are, are starting to collaborate with people from uh, Toronto. There's Little Berette. Little Beretti, I think. Little Beretti. He worked with a few artists yeah, yeah. out here. He's yeah. not, I, I think he's African, so he speaks a little bit of French. So so he comes out here sometimes. He's, he, they know him out here. like, And he comes and he collabs with these big artists like 514, you know, MB Lost. And, um, like, he, you know, he'll, he'll collab with these artists that are already making millions of views. And I think that unity is going to work. I think this is our strength, the bilingualism. And then once we stop frowning, because the Quebecer, because now there's immigrant French, because the Quebecer French, it's true they had a war with the English. Politic, if we don't want to go politics, this is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. That's why they had problems. But we're the immigrant French. It's not the same history. We're, we're good in Toronto. We go in Toronto, we chill out there. You know what I mean? You see like a bunch of Haitians and out there right now. You know what I mean? They go out there. Les Arabes aussi, les Maghrébins. Yo, you're in Toronto, t'es Tunisien, bro. He's Tunisian. This guy speaks proper French. Mm -hmm. And he's in Toronto, so he, he understands what's happening here. And you're doing your thing in Toronto at the same time. This is your strength, bro. And I really believe that. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know who Enima is. Enima. He did a track with yeah, 3M French. Yeah, What's sure. this guy name from Toronto? 3M French? Frenchy? There's a guy like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay, okay. you're the yeah, tell you something you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, he's like Somalian or something. This guy, he did a, he did a track with Enima. He's probably one of the biggest French artists we have right now. So, you know, so... But why do you think, why do you think, why do you think he did the song with Enima, though? Hold well, on, because on. answer my question. What you came on it? You you came on episode ninety eight of Dope on the Table podcast, and I asked <laughs> you why do you think why do you think that the guys from Toronto are making songs with the people? Well, because here? they see we got cloud out here. Because of the views, because they're trying to get views. It's a quick cop out. It's part of the game. But I understand the whole fact as far as the strength of bilingualism. But in Quebec, it's not the same flow. And again, me, me, maybe I'm old school as far as I don't really like, particularly like when they do collabos like that because sometimes it, it sounds a little off. But that's just I'm me. gonna get into but, that later. That's just me. But me personally, when I see, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, for sure, for sure. But when I see uh, Toronto artists or Montreal artists go and do moves in Toronto, it's good business for a long for sure. time. It's good business. Let me say for this sure, for a long it's all about time. The, views the biggest the French, views. the biggest hip hop record was French. Cardinal bugging like who are these guys? I... He didn't understand. Like, cause he's bumping. Cardinal was bumping at that time. This was Cardinal times. Yeah, back in the day. Back in the when day. Cardinal so, official no, was bumping, we saw him on much yeah. music. The biggest hit was a French hit. So we we can yeah, go back. We were on the map for a long Jay, time. It's on you. Serrano, hear me out for a and second. For a couple hear of years. Hear me out for a second. So, so I know, I've on. lived in both cities. I lived in Montreal for eight years. I lived in Toronto for the rest of my life. Okay. And I've been able I've been able to kind of see the scene on both spectrums, right? And like, yeah, 
I don't even think to mention okay. Drake and, and Tory Lanez because, to be honest, these guys actually had a lot of American connections. Like, whether or not we want to admit to that, you know what I mean? They had a lot of plugs that were coming from the States. So that segue into that side of the border, it took a lot of work to still obviously yeah. get popping. It took a lot of talent, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking for, you know, a more local, like, straight from the ground, you know, underground type vibe in Montreal and Toronto. We had a guy on last week, our boy Dash. Shout out to Dash. And he works with a lot of artists because he does um, he does a lot of like cinematography, shooting videos and things like that. And so he gets to see like a real insight on the game locally. And one of the things that he said in Toronto is as much as we have this um, this respect now of, of, of rappers that have made it, there's still a lot of rappers who don't get recognized and that have a lot of talent. And what I'm getting at is he was saying that like in Toronto it's a type of city where being a rapper there's certain neighborhoods you can go to if you're a rapper and you're associated with certain people. It's just not like you just can't do that. It's not safe. And mm. in Toronto, mm. and I'm going to say this from my own mm. city, being, being back and before I left what I saw, and it hasn't changed too much, there's a lot of hating. You know what I mean? If somebody's mm. actually trying to, somebody local is mm -hmm. trying to blow up, a lot of people that maybe it's not, they're not winning themselves, they're hating. And so for that person to pop off, it's a, it's a big mountain to climb. And I feel that that happens in Montreal too, but I want to actually get your you guys would know it better than I do. Do you think mm -hmm. that as much as it's okay, the language barrier and all these different things, of course, those factors play a part. But even just locally, is there a lot of hating going on within the industry of people trying to come up? Well, not like Toronto. From what I'm hearing, like Toronto, I hear is very gang gang. Not like that. It's very gang gang. Like you cannot, like you said, <laughs> and I, I've heard this before that you, as a rapper, and that's what the guys from here are telling me because I'm, you know, I'm, I talk to the artists here, and the ones that are working with the artists from Toronto, they tell me it's complicated because when you work with an artist from Toronto, you got to be careful if you want to work with another artist from Toronto. Because now you got to be careful. You got to ask permission first. Like, are you guys okay? Like, because there's a lot of the politics there are deeper. Like here, it's like that. But I think Toronto is the biggest city. It's the biggest scale. Everything is just multiplied. Because here, it's like that, but it's not as deep as in Toronto. Like Montreal's small, so you know we could talk it over. Like it depends. Some some beef run deep, but you know it's not as deep as in Toronto. I'll say that. Okay. What you think, no, I agree. Sorry? No, I agree for sure. I mean, I, I I I know a couple of people in Toronto, and they told me it's it's pretty it's pretty wild west over there. And it, even when I was dealing with Below the Kid, we we had made a couple of moves over there, and you know we had to talk to the right people, and it was a little sometimes it was a little complicated um, compared to here. But even here, even in Montreal, sometimes it can be. But a lot of them, you know, want to make it work, but somehow don't know how mm -hmm. to because. Not everybody should be in this game. And a lot of people who are in this game are there for the wrong reasons. But um, that's another story. But it is it is obviously multiplied into yeah, it because it's a yeah. bigger city, for sure. I think the biggest problem with the hip-hop scene in Montreal is a lack of an infrastructure yeah. when it comes to the business side of it. There's clicks, but there's not movements when it comes to the business. And unfortunately, we're, we're blessed to have good promoters that do good parties and concerts and things like that. But there's not a stable when it comes to management in Montreal. When you have an artist that has talent and that has vision or whatever, whatever, on the business side of it, I remember 
every connections that I had to do, every move I did was on the strength of my relationships or my, my, you know, going out, traveling, this and that and meeting different people. But as far as an infrastructure and to try to bring a movement, I think Montreal is lacking and the language barrier doesn't help and a lack of unity. There should be more collabs. So Montreal could be a scene, could have a sound. Unfortunately, I find that everybody try to do their different things and everybody thinks they're a rock star until they become a rock star. And that's the problem. Everybody got that too good mentality instead of just focus on the same goal. But the sound, like, and it's true. This is a question that I've been, you know, asking people, what is the Montreal sound? You know, like, but what is the Toronto sound? Oh, you got that OVO sound, which is dark, grimy. Weekend got a sound. Tory got a sound. You even got the mumble. No, but it's an American. It's the, the drill. It's know, the it's, yeah. It's the drill sound. A lot of Toronto is drill, and we got the drill. This drill that we got. Yeah, but Toronto, but Toronto, but Toronto has their own slang that they brought, like the man's them and the way that you know the patois that they they sometimes bring into their their lyrics, but. As far as Americans now, obviously Americans only gravitate to Tory, Weekend, and Drake. So obviously that's yeah. that's who they go to right now. Um, do they consider them? Do they consider them as hardcore rappers? No, but you know they're mainstream guys. But they're the basically they're the gatekeepers to what's going on in Canada. Period. Even Toronto. But Montreal, do we have a sound? I don't really. You know, I can't really say. It's heavy really auto tune. I think that. Um, it's, but it's, Damn. it's true. The Montreal sound, it hasn't been officialized. Like, what is Montreal sound, you know? Rough sound. Well, because it, it, it because, because you need, you need somebody to be make established. it, quote unquote, big, you know, There to you go, go to that level and be like, everybody's going to ride that wave. That's usually, that's how human beings work well, as far as the, the music industry is concerned. Toronto got that sound when they made it to that level. Drake made it that to a level. Then right. you had the party next doors. You had everybody right. sounding like forty. And uh, what, what's his name? Uh, what's uh, the other? What's the other? Boy Wonder. Boy, Boy Wonder. Wonder. There you go. I was thinking about Hit Boy because of the Balbo Boy Wonder. And then Toronto has a sound. But other than that, like you said, somebody has to get on that level so people could follow a certain wave that they feel comfortable with. It was Montreal sound. I like to associate it with Calcul. This is this is a, a group, a Montreal group, you know. So I'll give it the rough sound. He's big, you know. Alex the Great, these guys, uh, and the Canicule producers. We got the Nicholas Craven sound as well, and he's big. Yeah, yeah he's big in Nicholas, the states. Man. Yeah, uh, but we got some big producers out of here. I gotta say that. Yo, one of our producers, what's his name? I classified. Didn't he win? We got a top producer out here, High Classified. Slims. Slay, he won something. That's I don't know if you remember. High Classified, I think he won an award not too long ago. Like, it was a big award. I don't remember what it was called, but he won a big award. Yeah, obviously, we got, you know, we got... Yeah, we got we got, we got High Class. We got, um, what's it called? The guy from South Shore. I forgot his name. Well, um, we have producers. You know, we, got, we have producers. We have producers who... Yeah, we have producers, but we don't really have a sound or a niche sound that represents Montreal, for example. Like, you know, New York has a sound, L.A. has a sound, Atlanta has a sound, but we don't have that yet. And the guys are still trying to figure it out because what they're doing right now is mostly copying what they see either in France, 
here, Chicago, you know, and whatever, and blend it with the the Montreal Franglais. I'll you know? say this. I hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wanted to say something? No, I just wanted to, um, like, it's funny, right? Our, our, epi- our, our show is called 40 Not Dead, you know, and uh, we talk about how some people mm-hmm. reach a certain point in their life where, you know, they start thinking, okay, this is as good as it's going to get for me, and they start treading water for the rest of their life. And we're trying to, you know, shed light on the fact that it's never too late to start something. And for young people, it's never too early to get wisdom so that you don't make the same mistakes that maybe some of us made when we were coming up. Right. Um, With that being said, obviously, we could talk about hip hop all day and we could talk about rappers that are up and coming. You know, some of you guys have touched the mic in your in your past life, let's call it. Um, Yo, real shit. When's it too? When when is it time to kind of like hang it up? You know what I mean? When is it time for like somebody to say, you know what? Um, that that time in my in my life has kind of expired. And um, as a rapper, yeah. When I think a rapper is as still rap, period. rap is still a new sport. Like this is still new. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like rock and alternative. Like they still you see they're still out there doing their thing. It's now that rap is getting old. It's now that the guys got to show like if you still got it you know, keep doing it. Like, you know, the Nas and Jay-Z, they did a collabo, you know, Khaled got a big role to play on that, but they're still kicking bars. And obviously the younger, youngins, when they see an older guy spitting bars, they want to make sure that, you know, he's not struggling to make ends meet. This is a big thing that they look at, these youngins. If you're old, if, if they see you're old and you're rapping, like, yes, you, if you're a conscious rapper, I'm not sure how far it could go, but if they see you're still doing well, it's going to work. Yes. If you're still able to perform and, and you grow with your, you grow with your crowd. Rick Ross is getting up there. He hasn't dropped anything <laughs> new recently, but Rick Ross is getting up there. And, but I think he's, if he drops something, we're still listening to Rick Ross. Rick Ross, you know, he, I think, and as we'll see, only only the music will speak for itself. I won't speak too early, but I think he has something to prove. I think he would be a big one to to show that, yo, look, I'm still here. Look, or else I don't know who, you know what I mean? It's the big dog. Slay, what, 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 when do you think it's time to give it up? I don't know, man. I mean, because art has no um, time limit. So if a guy who's, I don't know, in his 40s, still feels that he's nice and he still has the fan base um, because now I think music is very um, very niche so there's music for the 40 year olds you know there's there's music for the nostalgic there's music for the kids there's music for you know the 20s to 30 year olds there's music for everybody mm. and I think now like even me you know I might listen to some new shit but maybe I'm not gonna fuck with it but I, he's not like little baby little baby's dope but would I be like five years ago? Would I listen to Lil Baby? Probably not. But he's dope. You know, there's a lot of guys, new cats who are dope. But I think the age, sometimes when these guys, you know, the guys from our era drop music and you listen to them now, you be like, ah, you know, like, because you're still stuck on how he was mm. back in the day, right? So you figure, is he going to give you that second win of, you know, coming back with the bars I was before? But Jay Z made the transition beautifully, even Nas. When Jay-Z dropped 444, that album was like, yo, he's speaking my language right now. He's speaking about family. He's speaking about having your money right and making sure everything, everybody's straight. Not go spend that that last $5 at the strip club. So 
and Nas, Nas made the same transition as well. So it can happen. I don't think there's a a, a time or an age limit it's, as far as hip hop. It's gotta be. Because it's only, it's not even fifty out. years old. Facts. Speaking for myself, you gotta give it up the minute the passion is gone. Yeah, my end, that's what yeah. I did. I had a different dream. I had a different dream. Didn't focus. And the minute I didn't get a rush out of going to the studio and I didn't feel like penning because that's just something that I used to do like nonchalantly. The, the minute that right. stopped and me wanting to get into ciphers and me practicing the sport of hip hop, I'm like, yeah. uh, it's time to get on some different things. That's my love affair with hip hop never end. But as far as being an artist itself, that's when I knew that, you know what, it's time to go. And one of the artists is to have the longest, yeah, like the longevity as a rapper is Booba, a French rapper from France. French rapper. From 98 until now, this guy's still number one. Like, he's competing with this guy. Diddy's been on his album. He has Rick Ross on his album. Like, he's a, he's big right now. As a French rapper from 98 till now. People know him. He lives in Miami. Like, he lives in the States. Yep. And he he's one of them that was able. He kept the passion. He adapted. He went towards the auto-tune. He started singing a little bit more. And he's still there g'd up and everything so he's like the french 50 cent yeah no i, I i'm glad you guys see right. it that way because it wasn't for me to kind of take a shot and say oh you know everybody's getting old everybody should stop rapping it's it's exactly what you guys said right it's that passion it's about you know if, if, if it's still hot you know what i mean like look at we're talking about some of the big you know names of, of our era like the nas right now has only won his first Grammy last year. Imagine if he stopped rapping a couple years ago, he would have never seen that. He would have never seen that right. gold trophy. You know what I mean? And uh, and the album, maybe yeah, it, it maybe not right. all the young kids fuck with it, but there's a demographic, like you said, Slade. There's a niche for 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 music now for everybody to kind of relate to. And if you still got it, if you still if you're still passionate, right. passionate, you know what I mean, go for it. Like that goes across any industry. Like I'll give you a quick story. I was. Um, like I see it with a lot of like uh, uh, athletes, that, the ones that are like retired and they'll start making appearances for their teams and stuff and they'll get paid a check to go like meet kids at the mall. So like we were at this mall in Toronto, one of the old hockey players for the Leafs, I won't say his name, but like I'm, you know, I'm taking my, my son to take a picture with him and this guy's drunk out of, you know, out of his mind, he's smelling like booze. He was like, yeah, I'm hungover from yesterday. This guy's not in it anymore. You know what I mean? So no matter what it is that you did as a profession, rap. You know, yeah. hockey, basketball, whatever. If you don't got it no more, just that's when I think you should hang it up. So, I agree with you guys. Yo, you, you brought your kid into the equation. It, it, it segues me to my next question. Good point. I think everybody got kids. Cyrano, you got yep. kids? Yeah, I'm a father. No doubt. Okay, so everybody's a father here, right? Yep. I'm 42 myself. I hate to mention it all the time, but listen, it's the concept of the show, 40 Not Dead. As a father... How do you view hip hop right now? Like, do you feel guilty with has it done more good and bad? In my life, I think that it's done more good than bad. But as a father right now, and especially with the new generation, how do you view hip hop, especially with your kids? I think uh, uh, we're the same as our parents. Uh, we're the same as our parents. Okay, okay. We're the same as our parents saying um, the music was better in my days. Like, your parents used to say the same thing to us. And I was stuck here telling our kids that. I hear the teenagers listening, you know, to the NBA young boy all day. And he's not bad. He has melodies, this guy. Like, he's not a, he's not bad. I'm not saying he's, like, you know, it's just different. The talks are different. You know, we grew up on that 90s hip-hop. Me, my goat is Biggie, you know? So, like, 
when I compare everyone to Biggie, like it, 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 till this day, it always hurt me the fact that he didn't see his full potential. You know, two albums, and I still say he's the greatest rapper of all times. I'm one of those. Uh -huh. You know, he only did two albums. You know, the rest had you know were there for longer, but he's still. And I'm listening to these guys now. You know, the beats are different, the auto tune. You know, but it's a new flavor and it's a new wave. And I'm, that's why I'm not hating on it because I don't want to be the one saying, oh, it's better in my days. Even though, yes, I do believe it was better in my days, but you can't close your door to it. This is the new wave, bro. Like, you can't just be like, and I, I argue all day with my peoples because a lot of people are still listening to their 90s rap, still listening to their Tupac and rolling around and their, you know, old school beats. And I'm like, yo, it's still like, listen to this. This one is not bad. I'll, I'll play a Young M.A. joint or, you know, I'll play a Griselda joint. Like, listen to the new stuff. There's still some new stuff that is still good out here. We're still out here. There's still the people, fruits from the 90s that are still rapping today. So well, yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point because even with me and my daughter, I mean, she she learned recently that I used to rap. And she 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 wanted to listen to how it was before and things like that. And and what when she comes in my car, she I listen to satellite radio. I listen to, um, what's it called, um, Rock the Bells radio. And sometimes yeah. she puts back, you know, like the recent stuff. And she says, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that's the same beat that he took from the song that you play. I'm mm. like, yeah, exactly. But but me sometimes, I, um, she listens to music like that. But um, she, I don't really consider the new music whack. I just consider it more easily digestible. Um, and sometimes, <laughs> me, I, me, and I said it on on the last episode. I, I felt that a lot of the music now is very. You know, we get the music real time, right? So there's no waiting. You don't really have time to really sit on it. And when's the last time you actually heard a classic album? Like a classic album. Not 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 a five-song pack, you know, that they, they drop here and there from time to time. Like a full album. You listen to it. You be I would like, say Yo. the new J. Cole. The new it's J. Cole? Still early. Wow. It's still early, but I would say the very new early. J. Cole. Very early. Very <laughs> early. Way too early. But okay, let's move. But no, but for real, as far as new kids, what they what they listen to nowadays, I mean, listen, we were there, you know, we were, like Sihano said, we were there, we were listening to Woo, Nas, Biggie, Snoop, and, you know, back in the day, I mean, I, I my cousin listened to EPMD and things like that, but he was around the same age, so, I mean, yo, I, just let him be, man, it's it's their time, it's their time to get it, you know, they, it's just that sometimes maybe the, the lyrics maybe... As a parent, you listen to it, you'd be like, eh, I'm not too sure about that one. But, you know, I get it, though. I get it. It's it's that time right now. You can't say anything about it. Yeah, I think that, um, obviously, being a little bit younger than you guys, um, I started listening to hip-hop really young. and But really, my, my era is the last 10, 12 years. You know, that's what should that's what I should be considering my era. And you could definitely right. tell the difference in, in the music, but... At the same time, what you're, what you listen to now, is just about what society's like. What's going on in society, right? What we loved about old school hip hop is, is you know, pretty much what pretty was much. going on in society back then, right? How real it was. Talking about you know how the block was hot and you know how cops were doing this and that. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, there's still some you know conscious rappers that touch on those subjects now, but now it's a, more about being you know braggadocious. You know what I mean? More about you know like. Who's got all the bitches? Who's got this and that? And so to, to go back to our original yeah, point of the yeah. question about, you know, if I'm okay with as my son gets older, listening to um, 
to what music is now who 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 might have say you know that he can't do what i did when i was younger and i was listening to what caught my attention you know what i mean if that's what he likes cool and who knows you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i think one mm -hmm. of the cool things that i look back at when i was younger is like being around like some of the older people in my family and the music they would listen to i felt like i grew up kind of with an older soul so i still have an appreciation for that old school hip-hop because I, it was shown to me mm -hmm. at a young age so maybe he ends up liking the old school stuff which i guess would be considered drake to him you know like biggie was to us you know what i mean so I think it's dope that um, music gives the ability for anybody to, to go back in time or live in the moment and listen to what's current. So there's no there's no barriers in that sense. For sure, for sure. Speaking right. about going back in time, before we segue into the next segment called the quickness, I want everybody's craziest hip hop story, whether it's personal or something that they had to go through or somebody that they met what's the craziest hip-hop story and i'll share at the end myself oh i got one i battled white clef jean oh i had a battle i bet i had a battle with <laughs> so stupid i I'm was i was at a party i was at a party um shout out to nas block i was at a party on saint laurent at a, at, a, at a at a club called publix and there was this little event and you know clef you always came to montreal like you know like awesome he lived humble. here pretty much. Yeah, right. Awesome so humble, for sure. he was there. He was working. He was working with a girl uh, named Katia. She was from West Island, actually. Katia Kade. Yeah. Yes. I remember her. For sure. Katia was on the cusp of being signed by Wyclef and whatever. So there was this event. So Nas says, yo, come through. I'm like, I come through. I'm, I'm there with June, whatever. And there's a, a, a VIP. But, you know, it's like a... a um, like a curtain, so I'm like, yo, my man, my, my man John do, my man June does the the you know the the pick pick and roll. So I go behind him and get into the and get into the VIP, and then this big ass hand just fell on my shoulder. That was his that was Wyclef's bodyguard, and he was like, yo, what are you doing here? I was like, yo, man, I'm I'm just trying to get. I said I said him straight up. I said, yo, I'm just trying to get on right now. He's like, all right. So Clef is like, nah, 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 let him in, let him in, let him in. So. So now Clef is there. He's chilling, whatever. He's a, he's entertaining. And then there's a cipher in the back. So I go there. He's rapping. KC Elemental P was there. I was there. There was a bunch of other people. So he's rapping. He's doing his thing. And I don't know. I started rapping, and I dissed him about his hairline. And um, <laughs> I, dissed, <laughs> I dissed him about his hairline. And then um, he went. He looked at me like, word? You really trying to go there? I was like... I was like, yo, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And then he started this, yo, he went, he went in me. Like he, he really, really, yo, he tore me in. And he was like, yo, you need to, you need to go back into the other room, blah, 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 kill you like a month. Yo, he went in and I was like, all right, cool. I took the L, but then I wanted to go back. But Casey Elemino P came in and, you know, he fucked up the cypher or whatever it, it, it was. It, it went left. All right, I appreciate so then after that. <laughs> so then, then, then last, then after that, then later on in the evening, my man June says, Clef, Clef's walking. He's like, yo, man, Clef, yo, what up? Yo, this is my boy Slayer, we see Clef, blah, blah, blah. You know, he came on some G shit. And then Clef is like, nah, nah, nah. Your man came at me, man. He he, he did it. He held his own. And I was like, yeah, all right. So, but I knew that I took the L, but I was still like, yeah, you know, he, he got me, though. But that was a that was probably a fucked up story that I have. Straight up. What about you, Monsieur de Montréal? What's up? Oh, uh, yo, I, mine is not as interesting. I mean... Real quick, I know I went to, uh, it was like OGC or something show, original gun clappers. These guys, the guys from Helter Skelter, right? Yep. They, they performed yep. in Montreal. 
Was it at and the I medley? Remember, yeah, it might have been the medley. Because you know, I, I think it's probably the medley. And uh, I remember after the show, so we were chilling outside. And they came. I think it was like a Cherokee. Like, they were in a Jeep. So they were talking to the people. And I just went to check to see what was happening. You know, I was there. But I was still in the back. Because people were still going up to this car, you know. I didn't want to go up to the car like that. And uh, someone tried to snatch one of their chains. And he told the driver, yo, peel off, peel off, go to the next. And then he told the driver, peel off, that they went to park further down. And he came out of the car. But came back. Straight yeah. up. He came out of the car. I remember that story. Yeah, right? And he was story. like, yo, who the yeah. fuck tried to take my chain? Who the fuck tried to mm-hmm. take my chain? What's up? What? Yo. <laughs> he went, and no one said nothing, yo. I was like, shit, well, it wasn't me. So I have nothing was, to say. But, you know. That he, was Starang Wonder. Yeah. It, it was Starang that, okay, yeah. Starang, yeah. Yeah. came out. And then, and he's like, yeah, that's right. No one, oh. But he was lucky. No, but it was great for him that it was nobody, like, serious that was there at the same time. You know, because it could have went left for him as well. Because I don't think he was, you know, heavy like that, you know. But he still, he still came out. No one said nothing. He went back in his car. And then he bounced. But I remember, I was like, oh, shit. That was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. That's what's up. Good looking. Me, to make a long story short. Uh, me and my boys, Wilder's first group that I ever started rapping with. Yeah. We were supposed to open for uh, KRS-One in Ottawa, but some politics got involved. But the night before, actually, he had a show in Montreal. We were backstage chilling, and some way, somehow, we got introduced to him. He goes like, you know what? I like y'all. Come kick it with me after the show. So he let us know what room he was in, hotel. So me, Frenchie Blanco, my boy Jerry, we actually all went to KRS-One's room to kick it and just politics. And they don't call him the teacher for nothing. He was speaking for like hours about hip-hop and this and that. And we was telling him like, yo, how crazy of a small world we were supposed to open for him tomorrow in Ottawa. He goes, why, why? I'm like, ah, something with the promoters. He goes, you know what? Y'all coming to Ottawa, y'all performing for me. So day overnight in the span of 24 hours, KRS-One goes like, yo, y'all going to open up the show for me in Ottawa, calls the promoter and makes that happen with one phone call. That's like one that's of dope. the crazy stories. That's I dope. Have. Yeah, Straight that's up. Yeah, that's shout dope. out to Frenchie. Shout out to Jerry. They know about that. Yeah, Frenchie, Frenchie told me about that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I said this on the last What's episode, yours, and I just want to make this clear. I was never a rapper, but I have bars. Like, I have bars. Just, just so we all are aware with that. I got bars. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got three yeah. MCs um, in the no, room. Watch um, out, man. No, no stories like you guys, but, um, you know, like in the 90s, you know, you had the Snoop Dogs and like he was like, you know, like looked at as like a real gangster. And, you know, those are the things that all I all I saw of that was just on what I saw on TV. Right. That's all I knew. But I remember in um, in 2000 and like maybe four or five or something like that. Um, this is when 50 Cent was like just he, he, he already blew up. Right. Everybody wanted to see 50 Cent. He he was the hottest guy out, and uh, and his, he had already dropped you know a couple albums I think by that point, and um, and he was supposed to come to Toronto, and there was so much buzz for this guy to come to Toronto. Like, this was my first like one of my first favorite rappers. You know what I mean? Fifty Cent. That's just in the era that I was brought up, right? Early two thousands, and so it's uh, it's a small like sta- stadium that he was supposed to perform at, mm. and everybody was there. Like there was this just buzz outside the stadium, ready for this show. And we find out that this guy's not coming because he's banned from entering Canada. And that was the first time that, like, I ever learned that, yo, like, these gangsters are actually, like, what they, like, rap about is real life. Like, this is, like, this guy can't because he's got criminal records and shit. 
and um and then circling it back to like a, a, a sooner time it was dope that after all these years um because everybody was like in, on that g-unit train back then uh it was cool that a couple years ago he finally got to come and perform at the ovo fest and uh and he brought out the whole g-unit gang so i just thought that was kind of like a, a like a dope full like a full life circle yeah, moment, you know what that. i mean where like this guy couldn't come back and then with the power of drake and whatever behind the scenes this guy finally got to enter and and Toronto finally got to see that G unit, that fifty set performance. And he brought out like he started with What Up Gangster, like, you know, the, the classic and I just thought that was a cool mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought that was a dope moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, I think that was the Montreal show that, that 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 made it a little difficult for him to get back because that Montreal show was very dangerous. It was a problem. Yeah, exactly. A lot of shit here. There was yeah. a big yeah. problem yeah. in that show. That was yeah, the Rock the yeah. Mic tour. So. Rock the Mic tour. The Rock the Mic yeah, tour, man. Yeah. To en- to end it, we usually have a segment called the quit, and it's actually my favorite part of the show. We get to our get- know our guests a little bit better. We just throw them some rapid fire questions, and you just gotta answer the first thing that comes to mind. So, <laughs> first one is for Slay, okay. Ferrari or Lambo. Okay, uh, Serrano, Avrix or Pele Pele, right. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Avrex. Of course. Come on. Alright, alright. I used to be the Avrex king back in the days, humbly we did. speaking. Well, that's all leather. It was leather. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh my god, man. Jeez, I know true. y'all remember Tag on St. Catherine, the leather yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I had they, a couple... took, they, took, they took some money out of me. <laughs> alright, alright. I, I, I know some people who did a couple of bum rushes at Tag. I remember too, that. I remember these days. <laughs> alright, Slay. Yeah. CDs or streaming? Uh, okay. CD. Uh, all right. Any reason? I don't know. Just the, reading the, the, the credits. The credits. And, the, yeah, yeah the shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I like streaming still. I like streaming still. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. Well, the the thing I don't mi- miss about the CDs is your car <laughs> piled up with CDs. Right, car is piled That's the up only with thing CDs, I hate. I hate. All types of CDs all over the place. Like, yeah. so for that now you have less CDs in the car. Right, right, right. Now for that, for that, that's the only thing for I don't. That, like. But I, I miss I CDs miss, as well. So, we grew up, you know. Yeah, even sure. sometimes you had the yeah. lyrics. You used to read the lyrics. That's right. Facts. That's I remember right. that. Thought you were organized when you had the yeah. CD books. Okay. Everything was at least in one place, but it still went all over. Um, all right. Um, that's right. All right, <laughs> sir, <I know. laughs> this is a big one. All right, all right. Ether or Takeover. Ah, yo, me, I'm Ether, man. <laughs> Let's start with that. Yo, I killed it with that Ether, bro. Yo, Nas is one of my goals. He's my number two. Like, uh, yeah, for sure, okay. Ether killed it. And I was happy because I was hurried. I was like, yo, is he going to come back? What's going to happen? It was a long lapse before he did something. You know, from what I remember, it, it took time before he came up with that song. A little personal fact, I actually named my son's middle name Nasir. Uh, word. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, it is. Uh, I think it has a. It's Arabic or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Like we could get into. We could get into yeah. that off air. Like his first <laughs> and last name has a combination. While we did it, it's but a, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's right. uh, African root uh, rooted name. I would say Nazir. Uh, okay, moving along. Slay yeah. yacht yeah. or PJ? Yacht or Ooh. PJ? If you had a chance. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. A yacht or PJ, if you would have the chance. 
Uh, yeah. All right, this is another heavy one. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the hard ones are for LeBron Savannah. or MJ. <laughs> <laughs> in the spirit of the playoffs the GOAT is MJ the GOAT is MJ and we all know this six rings he left and came back same team no Camille let's stop that now <laughs> LeBron is a GOAT okay. as well like I'm not nothing against LeBron but uh, me I'm team yo even his, yo who, who else had kicks after they retired still selling like that Okay. Still the number you're not one. gonna get argument out of us. I'm just okay. checking to That's see fine. if someone had something against what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Slay. Yo, Slay. Before before you answer that, I hope I'm not gonna ruffle any feathers at home. Neil right. Long or Halle Berry? <laughs> oh, Neil Long by a, long shot. That's a hard Nia one. Long. That's a hard no, one. No, no, Neil Long. Uh, Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay. Neil Long all the way, man. All right, let's let's do the room yeah, at the table. Long Jay, Neil Long, Halle Berry. Serrano. Come on, man. Yeah, I would have to agree. Even though Halle Berry Come was on, still man. closer to us, she, she, <laughs> I think she lived in Montreal uh, at one point. Yeah, yeah, I know you're Montreal, man, but we ain't talking about that. Right? Yeah, sorry about that. But no, right, yeah, so it's yeah, a Neil Long. It's a totally sweet Neil Long. All right, all right. All right. Serrano, my beeper outcast. Woo, I'm a mob deep guy, certified for mm-hmm. sure. But Outcast, shout out to Outcast. But yeah. Okay. And to close it off, I'm going to ask both of y'all. It's the same question that we ask every single one of our guests. So, 100K or 800 credit score? 100K <laughs> or 800 credit credit score? Uh, no, 100K. 100K. Okay, right, I'll flip okay. that. Don't, well, worry, don't about worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. Right. No, I know, okay. I know, I know exactly what I'm going to do with it, though. No, no, don't worry about no, it. But okay. I'm not going to tell. Forget you. about yeah, right. it. <laughs> Forget about it. I know what I'm going to do All with right. it. Don't worry about it. No. Okay. I well, because you. if you take the 100k, what is your credit score? You know what I mean? Is your credit score bad? You if you take the 100k, out. like no, either don't either or. You got one. Either or. One hundred. I would take the 100k too because I think it's flippable. I think okay. I would flip that and yeah. Money makes money. Money yeah. makes money. You can fix that. Exactly. You can like fix that. Like I tell that. everybody, there's no rent. Either way, you're good. Yeah, that's right. Property, that's whatever. Right. That's 800, it. you could use other people's money. Either way, it's a good look. Yeah. There you go. All right. I want y'all to stick around for the last segment called Under the Bus. Every week, we take one person or something, a subject, and we just throw under the bus. <laughs> to jokes. Sorry. And this week, we throwing Kwame Brown under the bus. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Kwame Brown, you throwing under the bus. Everybody saw what happened? I did. Actually, we spoke about it on episode 105 of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Dropping this Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. honestly, I saw it on my news feed, but I don't know the, the, the story in detail. I wasn't able to tell you. I just saw it. I didn't click on it. I, is it him and Charlemagne the God? Him and everybody. Just click everybody. Kwame Brown on YouTube. Everybody. You'll be able to catch up. You'll yeah, see everything. You'll see, everything. see me. I, I, I spoke. Uh, like I said, we spoke about it on the pod, and um, I mean, he's got a valid point to to, to shoot back. I mean, yep. Everybody keep on calling him a bum and scrub, but yo, he made it. He he played twelve years in in the NBA. He made money. He got his 
He got his family out of the projects, and you know he's doing he's doing his thing now. Was he a good basketball player? Probably not. Probably not. But yo, he got put into a position to help his people, and he did it. Now, being called a scrub and a bum, I think that's a little easy. I think that's a little that's a little easy to do. That's a cheap shot. But hey, man, he had that's okay that he that he, he said, hey, enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? But I do know where they were coming from, but I think it was a little too easy. And we mentioned it, like I said, on, on the last episode. Oh, well, I'm sorry, on the episode that's about to drop, no is that it's easy to to say somebody's whack or somebody's trash. It's it's not the message. It's how you convey the message. I don't think they were trying to say that he was a bum, like a bum, like he didn't do shit. But they were basically talking about the court on court. It's just that it wasn't said properly. But he had every right to say, you know, everybody can get it. You know what I'm saying? He stayed in the smoking section. This, he stayed listen, in Listen, at the end of the day, like, Becky with the Bobby Brown had <laughs> That's right. that one was of funny. the best, like, duo games in the history of the NBA, right? Him and Kobe had 63. Yeah, Kobe had 62 of them. But he had one point, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was still, like, a very, it was a big night that, that <laughs> night. And uh, that's, that's all I'll say to that. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, Yo, man. before we end this, I want each of y'all individually to spread whatever message, plug whatever you want to plug. And from the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank y'all. When worlds collide, man, it's really good to have these collaboration, especially yeah. on a short notice. Much love and respect to y'all. Yo, the floor is yours. Whoever wants to go first. As you said, I know, man. Yo. Thank you guys for the invite. Honestly, I appreciate that, man. Five Star, go way back. Keep doing your thing, bro. Um, you know, uh, what do you want me to say, man? I uh, I want to see more collabs between Toronto Toronto MCs and the Montreal MCs. I think this this is where we're at. We're the we have the highest grade of hip hop in Canada right now. It's Montreal and Toronto. I don't want to hear nothing in Munch, in in Canada right now. We're talking about Canada rap, hip hop, uh, with the views, uh, the numbers, the money. Montreal and Toronto. Yes, Toronto has bigger artists, but you know if you want to go off rap, we have you know Arcade Fires, Simple Plan. You know what I mean? You know, so we still have, we still have talent that makes it in the states as well. You know. Yeah. But I think I want to see more. So, so the people listening and all the artists out there, man, I want to see that. I think united we stand. This is this is this is the message I want to spread right now. Is the the bilingualism. Being from Canada, you have dope French artists living that real trap life, living the same gang gang life as the English rapper is living. You know what I mean? You, the talks are the same. You know what I mean? When you listen to the Toronto trap, the Montreal trap, there's the same talks. People they're going through the same things. It's the same realities. So I think I want to see that. And if I can be an ambassador for that, I'm going to push for that for sure. Why don't you let the people know when your show comes on, man? Yeah, I know rap when, but let everybody yeah, know. Talk, rap politique. Uh, this is how you spell it here. So um, it's every Wednesday at 5 a.m. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. It's everywhere. You can listen to it from anywhere. Um, check out the check out the YouTube uh, and uh, keep following every Wednesday 100 episodes in we had Corneille one of the biggest artists out here we had loud you know we had big artists out there so 
And we're working, we're working on American rappers to come, you know what I mean? And uh, some, some Toronto rappers as well are supposed to come, uh, you know what I mean? But, and that's what, so it's bilingual. So if an English rapper comes, you see, I speak English. We're going to do the interview in English. There's no problem. But I'm, you do know. Do it, damn it. There's no, there's do it, no, God damn it. there's no language barrier <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, all right, Slay, man. Floor is yours, my G. Yo, what up, man? Yo, seriously, I want to give a shout out to you guys for giving me the opportunity um, to come on on your pod and you know and shoot some shit, man, with some some stand up guys, man. Appreciate the opportunity once again. And uh, dope on the table podcast. Check us out every Wednesday. We drop at six a.m. on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and all the your you know usual DSPs. Um, Jay, Alex, and myself. We we bring you. You know, we just we just some regular guys who talk about a lot of things, and you know, we just want you guys to come and crack with us. You know, we had Rapolitik uh, a couple of episodes ago. We had Impasse. We had uh, Never Was Average. So we don't only talk hip hop. We talk about also the social issues that are going on in our community. And and hey, we're also three men, so we're going to say a lot of maybe some toxic shit. But you know, you got to deal with it sometimes. But we're also aware of we're also aware of who we are and what type of you know, environment that we're in, and go check us out. Dope on the Table podcast, Table Full of Dope on Twitter, and uh, holla at your boy, Slay Mister, all right? Love is love. Preach out, y'all, bro. Yes. Yes, sir. Yo, on that note, good looking. Thanks for rocking with us. Next time, we're going to do it under different circumstances. Episode for sure. 9, we did it again. They lock us down, but they can't lock us down. Well, Worlds Connect, Playoff Edition. Let's go. Peace. Peace. All right, man. Peace. Peace.